Causing the Effect, a podcast focused on the exploration of your mind, body, and spirit. Causing the effect community. What's going on, everyone? I have a very special guest here, referred by Frank Frigno. Shout out to Frank. Mike Anisi, how are you, my friend? What's going on? What's going on, brother? Happy to be here, man. Happy to be connected with you. Thank you so much. Coming off Labor Day weekend. First, uh, explain what you do exactly for everybody, Mikey. Yeah. um, So what I do is I help um, specifically service-based entrepreneurs um, eliminate lifelong mental limitations through the process of hypnosis and NLP. And I do it very quick. So change for my clients happens in like one to three sessions. Um, yeah. So very effective mindset coaching. Dude, that is, that is very cool. And I'm very intrigued to hear how you ended up at a very niche spot. And really, I, I, I've been talking to to Mike a little bit before. You really sound like, like this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Like this is, this is the answer here. How did you get here, dude? (laughs) How did I get here? That's a great question. Um, So, you know, not that age really matters, but I'm I'm 22 years old. And uh, I I got here mainly through my own personal development journey. Um, Not too long ago, probably around 10 years ago, I um, got into health and fitness. And I mainly got into health and fitness because I was overweight on the cusp of diabetes and um, high blood pressure. And my doctor broke that news to me that, you know, you better start getting in shape and in tightening up on your diet or you're going to end up having to inject, you know, you know, with uh, diabetes medication. And when I heard that, that's when the shift made in my mind. I started like tightening up on my healthy lifestyle routines. And um, it took around 10 years to get to the point I am with my health and fitness. But in that process, I raised my level of self-awareness and self-consciousness and deep dived into the personal development space. That's how I became, you know, got really into hypnosis and um, neuro-linguistic programming and just how the mind works because the mind is so powerful, right? It kind of, it controls every part of our, our life. So yeah, dude, the mind, literally everything. Like I tell everybody, you want to lose weight. You got to fix, fix that mindset first. You want to do like whatever it is, it's all coming back to a little bit of mind develop personal development. I call it psychology, whatever piece of that puzzle is. So were you always like interested in the mind when you were a kid or is this something that you could, cause for me, I just keep like, I'm in the gym as a kid when I was your age, four hours a day. Now it's three now. And I just keep going more towards the mind work, the mental work. Cause that makes my physical work better. Is that kind of the same process you're seeing on your end? Yeah, for sure. Um, the mind is definitely connected to every single thing we do. Um, I like to tell my clients that, our inner world is a direct reflection of our outer world, right? Like mm-hmm. if you like people that I've worked with in the health and fitness space, um, they're all, you know, that they're overweight and they're not feeling good about themselves. It has a direct reflection of a lot of inner work that they're, they're kind of neglecting. So definitely the mind plays a huge role in every single thing that we do. And I've seen that. I did see that as a little kid. I, I guess I was, I have the natural ability to be very observant in my life. I was a good analyzer and um, observer around me. So uh, when I would see certain things in my life, um, I really felt it at the core. 
And um, I really gained that knowledge that I needed and that self-awareness through experiences to, to get to where I am on a mental level, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And, and, and I just, um, you know, I see a lot of people in healthcare and I feel like everybody thinks you're really helping people and then you get inside healthcare and you kind of see it's, it's not what, what it's meant to be. It's a little the dark side. It's all about money. Is that a, a similar f- vibe for you? Cause I, I know you started off as a nurse, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, one thing that I will say, one value of mine is integrity, right? It's integrity and it's integrity for humanity. And what I mean by that is I saw this, I was a trainer and I, you know, I did nursing for quite some time in the nursing field and I just saw a breach in integrity and, you know, being a high conscious individual that I am and I've conditioned myself to being that way. I, I just, you know, I just see it at the core um, just through the people that are working in those fields. Like you could see when I was a nurse, I would come in to the hospital and I would see people um, with low energy or their facial expressions would, would not be enthused to be in the building. And I feel that being a, a high level observer. And that's when I'm like, wow, like, we're, you know, we're going to college, we're doing, you know, all this, this work to get up to this point and people aren't even really too enthused to, to be there. And um, yeah, I definitely saw that, that component in nursing that kind of, you know, deterred, deterred me away from it a bit. And also when it came to being a trainer, um, you know, I know that just working out in the gym, you know, is not going to get you, you know, fully healthy. It's, there's a mindset component to it. There's a consistency factor to it. And that all um, needs to be conditioned and developed work lifting weights. Isn't going to get people, you know, in definite shape. So uh, yeah, definitely some type of integrity issue that I, I located when I was in those fields for sure. And, and now as a kid, usually I'm going to, I'm a, I see a lot of, of you and myself. I know uh, when I was growing up, I was a little overweight, 50, 60 pounds. Did this story start with yeah. an overweight kid? Oh yeah, man. I was overweight uh, <laughs> when I was around 13. The crazy thing is I, I was an athlete my whole life. I, I was playing football since I'm five years old. Um, an athlete, I was doing uh, karate, baseball, basketball, the whole nine yards. But um, I got a surgery around seven years old. I got my tonsils and adenoids removed. But ever since that, that surgery, when I was seven, I would just eat like a lot of food, just kept eating. You know, it had to do with me growing as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely was eating a lot. That's what added to the weight gain. And 13 is around the time when, you know, you start hitting puberty and like everyone develops and you become like a little insecure with yourself at that age. Yeah, um, of course. So, yeah. So I found myself being a little insecure, didn't have much confidence. And uh, that led me to to wanting to get out of that situation at the time. Yeah. I always bring that up to people because I feel like for me, that was when I lost my, my weight, it was like um, it was this beginning of learning about change. And I know that's something that we spoke a little bit about before. It's just such a cool thing when you see like, oh, shit, I can physically do this. Like what else is possible? Once you put that like your body on the line, you're able like I put in the work and you see it. You do, you do it. You do the, the stuff you're supposed to do. The effects come. Once I started realizing that it was like, let's just balls to the wall. Let's start, let's start going. Now I, I, I how do you feel about change and how do you make this permanent change really last between your clients? Cause I feel like that's one of the hardest things, right? We could lose weight. You put it right back on. You could feel empowered for a month. You know, how, how do you go about the approach? 
Yeah. Um, so the way I like to, you know, put change is change is really the process, really change is really the process. It's not so much like when we say like, Oh, we need to change, you know, you know, this isn't going well in my life or I'm not feeling well, I need to change. What is really like that term? The way I like to put it is it's just like the process. That's what it is. It's the process. It's becoming aware of what it is we need to improve on, but then embracing that process because life just keeps coming. Right. I like to put, I like to put it in this terms, uh, my clients, I was, you know, I, I make, I set everybody up with a morning routine, right? I have like an empowered morning routine that I, I set my clients up with. Um, then I make their own, they make their own morning routine, but I structure it out. And they're like, so how many days do I have to do this morning routine, Coach Mike? And I tell them, anxiety, stress, life. Th- does it take a day off? No, it keeps coming, right? Mm-hmm. So, all, you know, if life keeps coming and stress and anxiety keeps coming, that doesn't mean that we just stop. We have to enjoy the process, embrace it, and, and I think understand and have the understanding of why we're even on this this process of change. I think that's the most important thing. Mm. Yeah, and I really like that you set everybody up. Like I'll call it a ritual process. You know, whatever that morning ritual for me is like. If I don't do it, I'm my boss knows now. Like I get, came from work today. He's like, oh, Scott must have done his meditation this morning because it just it grounds you. Our mind is including a little bit of gratitude. Um, I do a little breath work. What kind of what kind of um, processes and work do, do you use with your people? Yeah. I mean, very simple stuff. I mean, the main core, the main reason behind, I think a ritual, and you could, you could even probably agree with this is just like bringing your level of consciousness and energy up. It's getting in that state of, um, high energy, high focus, high empowerment to, to crush the day. I mean, I, I think that's the main cause of it. Um, so what I do is I simple do simple things. My, my clients do like cold showers, quick cold showers mm-hmm. to wake up. Um, we have um, different, I would say, affirmational type of work. Um, but there's a science behind the affirmations that I do with my clients. Um, and then I help them through guided hypnosis. So I teach them how to do self-hypnosis um, in their morning. And they, they just get their mind straight through the self-hypnosis. Yeah. Wow. So NLP and hypnosis. Now, these are two pieces I haven't really discussed in the podcast. I'm very excited because the things I dabbled with. For everybody who doesn't know, and I'm sure Mike could do a better job, but um, NLP is really like a what, what you're doing with, it, with an NLP is connecting your neurological processes with behavioral patterns to kind of learn through experience. It's like a programming source. It's not you know, woo woo hypnosis stuff. I tried it. And even hypnosis, people think, Oh, you're going under, you're, you're, you're aware the whole time. Now I've done a little self hypnotherapy. Um, which one, just tell me what, what your thoughts on these and how did you get down this path? Did you, did you read Tony Robbins and, and get that a little bit from him? The NLP stuff. Um, how did I get down the path? I, I got down the path of hypnosis. Um, just because I was very intrigued with how to transform and change quick. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it really came. You know, I was doing my research and being a coach for a while, people's biggest limitations are themselves, right? Their mind, their themselves, their beliefs and experiences from their whole lives. So I did some research and I'm like, how could I help people change quick on a subconscious level? Um, and then hypnosis and NLP just came 
and I did a few courses of NLP. Um, I hired a coach for hypnosis and I do something kind of um, a different form of hypnosis. It's called RTT. It's called rapid transformational therapy. Mm -hmm. It's a form of hypnosis and um, it's directed by this lady, Marissa Pierce. She's a world renowned hypnotherapist all around the UK. So I took her course and um, I specifically like the RTT style um, because it's a lot more um, integrated. So like you could go to a hypnotherapist, you could do a hypnotherapy session, but there's um, something after the hypnotherapy session that's very important. And that's, um, that's basically what you like to call the aftermath hypnotherapy um, remediation, if you want to call it that. Um, so after the hypnotherapy session, then we have to do remediation and we have to do, there's a whole process after that I put my clients through um, that they do with themselves to actually ingrain the new program. So hip, in hypno, hip, hypnosis, you're getting somebody in a different state of mind, um, in a different state, and we're taking whatever limiting belief they have or experience, and we're just changing the meaning they have towards it. So if you say you don't like to eat cheese, um, we're going to help you through hypnosis uncover why you don't like cheese or why you want to get rid of cheese and you can't seem to get rid of it. And then we're going to just change the meaning that cheese has to you, to your, to your programming. So you don't fall into that habit again. Um, but the remediation after is important because if we just let the session go after that one session, um, there's still optimizing work that the mind needs to do to actually believe in the new program. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, a lot of the work you're doing is really um, with the subconscious mind, the conscious mind, like people don't realize how automated we really are as humans. Right. And then that's what, what I realized just, just by not, not getting so deep into, into the hypnosis, but more just like realizing where did this thought come from? Where did this kind of thing come from? It came from my mother from, you know, when I was a kid and uh, now, now, with this therapy, uh, the hypnotherapy, is it true that some people are just, there's like a certain percentage of the population that like just set that it's going to work on and then some it doesn't or does the RTT technique work with on most people? Yeah. I mean, the RTT, it, it works for anybody that's willing to make it work. Mm. Anyone who's willing to make this process work, it'll work too. The people that before they even start or before they would even commit already have the doubt and already have the belief that it won't work. It won't work to them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I know you moved away from nutrition um, where you started coaching, but how much of what you eat and what you put in your body plays to people's moods? Cause for me, I feel like it's, it's part, it's a major part of the ball game, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you are what you eat, right? That's saying you are what Absolutely. you eat. Absolutely. Um, definitely eating has a big factor with hormones um, and it plays a different role in your metabolic processes and the processes of energy that you have. So 100%, if you have a low, like a low quality diet and you're not really being intentional and conscious of what you're putting in your body, you will feel low energy. Your sleep pattern is going to be all screwed up. Um, so a bunch of different factors are going to be affected with your bodily processes when nutrition isn't on, you know, in a, in a, in a good manner, you know, and it, you know, essentially we can't be perfect, right? We're not going to be perfect with our nutrition, but I feel like consciousness plays a big role in, in 
in excelling with our nutrition and our mental well-being. The more conscious we are of what we put in, um, the better that, you know, the results that we're going to have. And, and from my experience, at least being, you know, Italian kid from Brooklyn, like the, uh, the Italians, that's how you kind of deal with your problems, right? You're dealing with emotional distress by just eating a lot. Let's not talk about the issue. Let's just keep pounding. So by, by kind of doing this, this mindset work as a byproduct, you probably solve some of those inner issues, the, the, you know, subconsciously just by fixing what that inner child or whatever somebody's kind of dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, really the way I like to put it with like the process of the mind is the mind works in this pattern. It starts with our beliefs first, mm -hmm. then it starts with our thoughts. So our beliefs create thoughts in our mind and the overpowering thoughts of our mind create emotions and feelings that we have. And those emotions and feelings drive our behaviors and our actions and our actions drive our results and our reality. So the first step to real change is your belief patterns, what you believe. And then it comes with being intentional and of what you, your, your thoughts are and the thoughts that you want to create in your own mind. Because the cool thing about being human is that we could choose what thoughts to, to hold in our mind. If, they, if, if we believe that they, these thoughts don't serve us, we have the ability to just push them away and only accept the ones that do serve us really. And I, I think that that's a skill that probably came easy to you. I'd say when, when something's on my mind, I get a little fucking, I can't, I can't get, give it up. You know, you start thinking, but it, that, that whole process, right. That's how people get stuck on those loops. That's how, you know, the bad mood that you're in becomes a bad, you know, year. And then all of a sudden you're going through a depression and like that little keep point, I, I'm going to ping that for that's going to go on Instagram. That little piece that was beautifully, beautifully, uh, beautifully said. Now, my question to you, 22-year-old, good-looking kid, Staten Island, how do your friends, how do you handle being the, the mindset guy around people who may not be as open, as aware in this space? Is it, was it hard to talk about to begin with? Because like even me doing a podcast, it was weird to talk about. It's, it's a little odd when you to somebody who maybe is not into the mindset piece or this or that, transformation, growth, development, the changing mindset. How do you handle that, and how has that whole process been for you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a beautiful process because, you know, what I like to try to do is just raise awareness and consciousness to the people around me. Um, I just show up every day just trying to be a leader um, through my own life and, and show people what's possible um, to believe in all possibilities. And yeah, I mean, I love to be a light to other people's lives, especially my friends when I go out. I'm always doing something out of the ordinary that most people wouldn't do to show people what is really possible. And it's so common that we go out these days um, and a lot of people are stiff. A lot of people are, they're kind of in a fear mode. Like they don't want to open up. They don't want to express themselves. They're, they rather suppress due to fear. And, you know, I just make an open space for people to open up, communicate and, and show that, through my own leadership in my own life. So it's really incredible um, not living in fear because um, I once did live in fear and it's a very, um, it's a very, you know, it's a very bad emotion to live in because you're always in that chase mentality 
rather be than being a chooser in your life. Yeah, man. I, I was, I've been listening to fear motivation videos all, all throughout the week for my, uh, for just lifted. And I think, uh, it's one of those crippling things that like, if you don't nip it in the butt, like the way I try to do it, I try to find leverage. Like if, if I don't do X, what will my life look like 10 years from now if I would have done it? Right. Like, so I don't, I don't even think I told you this. I, I had like debilitating stage fright up until last year. And that's why I got the coach. And that's why I was doing the whole thing. And it's like, now I'm ripping out four to five shows a week. And like the simplicity of it is like, just do it. Right. Just, just, just face the dragon, face your fear. But I think, you know, it's hard. It's easier for me to say that, but for the first, the last 20 years, I was sitting there shaking when I, when I would get on stage, but like once like same thing, like when you, when you make that physical change, once you make that mental change now, I feel like everything else is easier. And that was my limiting belief. And I was curious. I want to ask you that. What is the, um, what is that big limiting belief you see with your clients? Is there one consistent one that maybe we're not enough or like, is there one kind of theme to it? I mean, I, I have a, you know, everyone's different. Everyone comes with a bunch of different, uh, you know, limiting beliefs, you know, in their lives. One that I see a lot is fearing to reach their potential um, their fullest potential. Like a lot of the people that I work with are leaders, entrepreneurs. Um, they do have growth mindsets. They are into personal growth and development. They've invested in themselves um, to lead others. Um, but sometimes there is fear attached to them getting to the potential that they know they're capable of. And another one is fear of love. I see that one, you know, fear of finding true love. Um, that's a big one that I see. And it's, it's amazing, though. It's really crazy how a lot of this just stems these belief patterns that we create or, or believe in. They, they all come from experiences in life that we put specific meanings to. So that's why the power of hypnosis helps the client uncover when they specifically put meaning to the experience that created the belief that's limiting them. And then we help switch the program and the meaning. So it becomes a lot more clear on how to move past their limiting belief and problem. So it's very powerful stuff, man. Yeah, but I feel like that that would be uh, most people's thing is, right? The fear of, I believe that's called the, the Jonah complex, the fear of, um, of being your best self, right? The, the fear of achieving, you know, the, the highest level of, of your being, right? Now, now for, for yourself, I feel like you do it by more, by, by not only coaching, but you're, you're kind of living it every day. That's what you're doing on a, on an everyday basis is I feel like that conversation you have with yourself, right? So you do your, you do, you do your, we do our hypnotherapy, we do our NLP. What you tell yourself every day on a, on an in and out basis is so important. I didn't realize that until, you know, a couple of years ago when it's like, even if you're, if you look cool and you're still like, that counts just as much as the, the little fib you tell out loud, you're, you're watching yourself in a way. Is that something that you see with your people and, uh, you know, through your process? For sure. For sure. That's why the main part of the first like process that I, I put my clients through is really the awareness phase of the process. It's becoming aware of the habits that you are, the, the habits and the patterns that you're used to and understanding which ones are really uh, benefiting you in the right way. But definitely the language that we use is all information. It's like our mind's a computer and the more every word that you speak, everything that you listen to, Everything that you listen to from others um, on TV, on the radio, it's all defining and inputting information in your computer. The more that you hear the same information, 
the more that your the computer is going to, to understand and memorize it and and attach to it. So it's definitely important um, edging yourself, edging your life by putting yourself in situations that are going to make you thrive. You know, so definitely the language, yeah, part definitely creates our reality. So so underrated because I, I I'm sure you're the same way with me. I'm, I'm a, once you're a perfectionist, that's great. You, you know everything's good, but everything you do, you're judging yourself. You're the, like I don't need somebody to judge me. I'm I'm my worst critic. And and for me, it was really removing that critic and being a little bit more gentler with even how you use stuff. Like I feel like when when something wouldn't go my way, it would be like a a rush of anxiety. Like oh my god, the tiger's chasing me. It's like bro, we don't gotta we don't gotta think about this that way anymore. Um, and I, I was curious if you deal with that a lot. People dealing with like this instant anxiety of something went wrong. I can't handle it. And like, just almost freaking out. Yeah. Anxiety is definitely something that I work on with my clients. It's something that I, um, I faced my, my life too. And then we all face anxiety, right? But it's understanding what anxiety really is. And that's what a lot of people just don't know what anxiety really is. Anxiety is literally, it's, it's a feeling. Anxiety is a feeling inside. Um, and it's something that when you understand what it really is, you actually could use anxiety to your advantage. So I have like a little formula that I use with my clients when it comes to anxiety. Um, that's, that helps them understand if, if it's an, if it's a good anxiety or a bad anxiety. And, you know, I hate, you know, using good or bad, but it's, it's true. So the formula that I like to use with my clients is, um, is anxiety. Um, so anxiety plus, um, awareness equals decisions and direction. So you first have to become aware of what anxiety that you're, you're, you're facing, what feelings you're facing. The more that you're aware of it, you can understand if it's coming from a positive standpoint or a negative standpoint. If once you locate those, then you could come down to your decisions and directions moving forward. All right. But if you come with the mindset that anxiety is only bad and only negative because it feels terrible where you feel like a negative feeling, I mean, you're not going to have much clarity on how to move forward. So definitely anxiety and awareness equals decisions and directions definitely helps um, you understand it a little better. Mm. No, I love that. I liked what you were mentioning before about um, kind of enjoying the process of something that you teach. And I think you may have posted this on Instagram. I was looking, it was like the difference between goals and systems. I think that that was what I saw. Now, how do you help coach people? Cause I was, I I've been on this year kick getting shit done, you get more views, you're doing comedy, you're winning this. And it's like, you're not even enjoying it. Cause you, you had that anxiety to, you know, for me, it's always time. You run a day job, you run through all this stuff. So I'm, I'm this is probably all your clients, right? The entrepreneurs, they have this time, really time is like my crutch of anxiety. How do you help them enjoy, truly enjoy the process and be in the moment? Is it, is it just setting up that ritual, little NLP, a little bit of hypnotherapist uh, therapy, and then you're kind of rolling? Is there other tactics looking at things differently? It seems like, you know, you're a big perception guy and viewing things a little differently. I think the biggest thing that I help my clients with is developing certainty in what certainty. they want. Mm. Certainty. When you have, uh, when you have unclarity and uncertainty on what you truly want, then you're going to always feel like you're chasing certain things and you're going to lack presence. But when you develop certainty, 
with gaining clarity on what you really want, why you want it, why it's important to you, you know, on a deep level, that's when the certainty overrides the need for anything. Because in life, we really don't like, essentially we need things to, we need, we need certain things to survive, but needing nothing really attracts everything. When you come into life with a needy energy, usually we kind of create doubt and, and fear. But when you don't need anything and you just embrace the process and you have certainty on what you want, um, you usually are very much aligned with, with that and you just stay present and just enjoy the process, really. Man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now, in, in, your, in your process of taking on um, new clients and, and putting them, them through, how long does it take to find that? certain that certainty of really what you're doing so i feel like that that's going to be even before becoming aware you really got to know what you're aiming at right how long is that process taking a lot of journaling these people are doing is it almost like therapy where you're talking with them to figure it out how do you you know like where do you see the best results for people to really figure out who they are basically that's that's huge yeah it's it's definitely a process like anything especially when you're dealing with lifelong mental limitations or limiting beliefs that have been there your whole life, um, different traumas that we deal with. I mean, this is stuff that people have been going through their whole entire life. Um, through the process of hypnosis, we can really change it quick. We can make people change very quick. But then there's a whole component of implementing the NLP and our strategic coaching where we are actually optimizing um, the the beliefs that they've uncovered in the hypnosis and we're actually coaching them through um, implementing the action steps in their own lives so they could actually continue to maintain a peak level of performance. Um, so really it is a gradual process like anything, right? Like you can't just, you can't just lose weight and stop doing what, what you did to get there. Um, you can't just get into a good relationship and just, expect that, you know, once you got the girl, you don't, you don't do any work or put any effort in, you know? So same thing like that. Yeah. You don't just get married and then lay your feet up and it's done, right? You got the girl that's all over because it's so interesting that this, the self kind of figuring out who you are and, and, you know, your purpose, all that good stuff. It was like, I, I realized when I went to Hawaii, it's like, you're around this, this beautiful, you know, you're around, you're, you're around life. And I, I realized out there, like the meaning of life is, life itself and like you you just end up making it too busy um and like being able to have that that calmness within that harmony within and i guess that brought certainty to me because i feel like back in action now, i'm like Ooh, let's go um that is really cool dude. I, I really love what what you're doing and what you're saying right now it's really beautiful now now for this nlp stuff i know uh, i remember reading in tony's book he was like there, there was a almost a mimicking of a mentor, somebody that you can kind of mirror um, in your process. Is that something that, that you're using or is that something that you suggest your clients to use? Maybe have a mentor or, or is, that, is that what your job is or somebody in their field or what they want to do or how does that look? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, definitely um, we have multiple NLP specialists on staff. So, you know, each one of our NLP specialists uh, mentor our clients and they're like, you know, everyone's designed to like a one-on-one -on -one coach that's that we feel is the best fit for them. Um, so they, the NLP coaches, we, we teach them the process, our, our clients, 
And we basically cultivate them um, into using the correct language in benefit to their success. Um, so neuro-linguistic programming, we're basically um, helping them through communication. That's really what neuro-linguistic programming is. It's a form of communication um, to uncover limiting beliefs, um, things that are holding you black, back, and then um, using and, and getting the right questions to yourself, asking yourself the right questions to move forward from the jail. Great, man. Love it. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. I really uh, appreciate your time. Dude, come on again, man. I really, I like this. I, I didn't, I didn't know the hip, the hypnotherapy and the NLP was your thing, bro. I'm very, very excited. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Pleasure. Uh, pleasure sharing. So no problem, man. No problem. Everybody, you can check out Mike's work um, below. It'll be uh, right there in the notes with the website, put everything up there. Feel free to reach out to Mike or me for any questions. Um, that's it. Causing the effect community. Just keep doing what we're doing. Uh, let's keep telling your friends about it. Tell tell Mikey's friends about it. Come listening to a little NLP action here. Um, always appreciate you guys. As always, stay safe, stay positive, stay blessed. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.